0: Hello, dear friends, and welcome to another episode of Heartfelt Awkwards. Today, you may hear my dog in the background. He chose the loudest toy to chew on while I'm doing this, and that's just how it's going to be. Sorry about that. Um, So I wanted to go ahead and, um, you know, just answer all those requests that you guys have been sending in and just hounding me about having this guest star on the show today. So um if you will join in welcoming me join in with me in welcoming my husband, Kyle What's Bradley.
1: Up?
0: What's up? Hi. Hey
1: beautiful.
0: Welcome. Um, go ahead and maybe introduce yourself to our listeners.
1: Um uh, my name's Kyle Bradley. I'm married to the really hot, Michaela Bradley. Uh, I have a daughter named Corey. Uh, Apparently I'm not close enough to the mic. I don't know, I'm just really excited to be here today and kind of help Kayla with this new podcast project that she's got going on.
0: All right, all right, and so Kyle, why don't you tell us about um, some of your hobbies? You know, mine is this podcast and coloring, um, and collecting lockets. And yours is spoken.
1: Oh, spoken word. Yes. Spoken word.
0: Spoken word. And for those that are uneducated swines, what is spoken word?
1: Such strong language um I, it, it's it's performance poetry at, at the simplest and um it's a lot of fun um i really only performed it once but um I really enjoy writing it and um it's very therapeutic it helps me kill kayla, <laughs> kayla told me yesterday. About um, how I speak better through my poem words than I do through word words, so it's just it's just a good way to get my um, thoughts and feelings out.
0: Okay, pretty cool. And I made that joke about uneducated swines because when we first started dating and he told me about it, I was like, okay, cool. I speak words too, so like this is going to go great. But um, his words were spoken differently than mine in regards to that kind of talent, which I do not possess. Um, So today I have him joining me so that we can kind of delve deeper into the subject of bipolar disorder. It's something I believe I briefly mentioned before um, that he um, is diagnosed with bipolar disorder um, and it definitely is a big part of our marriage Um, and so we just want to kind of delve into it and just kind of get a story on it and hear what you have to say about it. So um, I've jotted down a few questions. I actually planned out a tiny bit in advance, like five minutes before we press the record button on advice of my husband. So um, maybe this will go a little bit smoother than previously, but the beginning of this is saying maybe probably not. But okay, here we go. So um, Kyle, can you tell us what is bipolar disorder? Let's start at the basics.
1: Um, well, as far as I understand, bipolar disorder or manic depressive disorder is a mood disorder that causes extreme highs and extreme lows. So, like, you have a baseline here, which you all can't really see, but you have a baseline contented mood, you have a happy and you have a sad, well, my happy it's to dangerously high levels and my sad also gets dangerously low levels so that's um it in a very rough nutshell
0: okay cool so um you kind of give us like a textbook answer but what does that actually look like what like, give us an example of some decision or action that would happen during a manic episode
1: Um, I haven't had a manic episode in a really long time, but I remember, Mm. yeah, (laughs) thankfully for us, I haven't had a manic episode in a really long time, but it mainly involves really impulsive decisions and often reckless decisions, Mm -hmm. like, um, I remember I was first diagnosed when I was 15, and... I haven't gotten that question yet. Oh, excuse me. (laughs) But one of the um yes for an example goober so i'm giving okay
0: all right let's go to the next question then um let's see when did you first notice it not like even before you were diagnosed was there a time that you noticed maybe that you thought a little bit differently or your actions were a little bit different
1: um as far as the depressive side i'd been pretty severely depressed since about sixth grade Um, I was um, an Honor uh, uh, Honor Society student, I made straight A's all year and I put a lot of pressure on myself to perform well and uh, I was also into swimming so I um, was uh, pretty naturally talented at that and also put a lot of pressure on myself, I was very competitive. Um, so I, and all that pressure, I believe, kind of started the, um, dark thoughts, the depressive thoughts. Um, I think the first time I considered taking my life was, was when I was in the sixth grade, which, um, um, you shouldn't really have to worry about that in the sixth grade. Middle school has got enough of its own problems.
0: Okay. Um so how exactly did you find out that you had it?
1: Um so It's fine. Um so I had a uh, let me get my thoughts together. So I had a run in with the cops at a house party and they tried to get me committed to a a pediatric mental institution at UNC and um they they didn't see any reason for me to go in there at first they just thought I was being a moody rebellious teenager so they let me go and um uh, the timeline's kind of fuzzy but maybe a month or a couple weeks later i had a um a really bad depressive episode and i asked my mom if uh uh we could go to the hospital and they ran some tests and um or did really just ask questions and uh, decided that i probably should be committed to the um the pediatric mental unit at unc hospital uh and while i was there um they were trying to figure out what was wrong obviously i was depressed but I felt like there was uh, a little bit more to it, and I ran a uh, ran across this poster um, that had symptoms and signs of various mood disorders. And uh, while I was looking through it, I um, noticed uh, one called major depressive disorder, bipolar disorder, and it seemed to fit pretty much um, exactly what I was going through and feeling at the time, and, um, so I brought this to the attention of the psychologists and the psychiatrists that were, uh, looking at me, and they seemed to agree that that was pretty accurate, so, basically self-diagnosed myself.
0: That's my dog again, sorry. Um, what motivated you to seek help?
1: um i'm a really hard-headed person and yeah i'm sure you know nothing of that maybe um so i had to hit a really really low low um to basically i had to hit rock bottom before i decided to do really anything about it because I was one of those people that just thought I could handle it or thought it was normal or whatever. And, um, so I basically didn't, um, I guess didn't really start wanting help until I took that step to the hospital and...
0: Kind of realized the severity, I guess, Yeah.
1: In being in the hospital. Yeah. Okay. Um... So yeah.
0: Alright, so um I definitely think that diving into our testimony specifically would be a really cool um next episode. But I do want to ask, um, because you are a Christian, how does that coincide with your bipolar disorder? How does that affect your bipolar disorder?
1: Um so being a Christian with bipolar disorder at first I took a road that I feel like a lot of Christians do in that um, they think it's a sin problem or a something you can just pray away or that God will instantaneously take away from you um, when you get saved but sometimes it's genuinely just like any other disease it's something is chemically imbalanced in your brain and um you take medicine for cholesterol you take medicine for blood pressure take medicine for bipolar disorder so I take medicine for it um and honestly I do believe that some of it is a sin problem I've noticed that when um Particularly, my depressive states come up um, it's generally because i've i feel like there's this sin I'm dealing with or something I fixated on sin wise that I really shouldn't be, and uh it causes um It causes the depressive states to get worse, I feel like. Um, So, to me, some of it is a sin problem. Um, When I get to those states, I often feel like pushing God away. And uh, when I do that, it just creates more problems. So, it's very cyclical, um, unfortunately. Um, Yeah.
0: Okay. Okay. And so what would you say helps you through it the most?
1: Um Uh honestly um uh, I love um music a lot but God um uh really works and speaks through music to me. And, um, when I listen to the secular worldly music, um, that I love so much, um, I often have, find myself kind of buying into that worldly mindset, and, um, a lot of times when I listen to Christian artists or my favorite Christian, you know, rappers or bands or worship music, it, um puts me in a healthier mindset, Um, doing my quiet time helps a lot, Uh, reading, I love to read and um, a lot of my uh, books that I read really help me feel closer to God, Um, yeah, so I try and stick with those.
0: Yeah, I would say that it's definitely, at least since I have known you've been a process of trial and error to see what helps and what doesn't. Um, and it's definitely a solid regiment of several things. Um, primarily, like you said, your relationship with God is such a big factor. And um, that is such that is such a juggling act to keep God the primary mm-hmm. and, and juggle bipolar disorder and marriage and being of a dad. And um, I just, I know that is such a struggle. Um, And so you have kind of known about this for a while. Um, And I was reading, as I've read up on it, I saw that um, you can learn about bipolar story, that you have it as early as six years old, which I thought was crazy. Um, Another thing is um, just a question of, did you ever think that you were going to get married and have children? Like when you heard that you were diagnosed with this, how did you feel about that? Did it feel like heavy, or did it feel freeing? Like how? How did you feel about it? Hmm.
1: Um. I guess when you give something a name, it really helps you. Helps me kind of box it and understand it. Um. So, when I kind of gave this evil, shadowy figure a name, um, it helped me aim at something. And, um, I'm sorry, I missed a question in my train of thought. So,
0: so because of that, as you can see, um, bipolar disorder itself also comes with a little bit of ADD sometimes. Um, which I also have the ADD part um one of the things that I was going to ask you was that um when you heard about this diagnosis you said that it felt better to have a name to it but did you feel like this was like limiting your abilities to life like did you see yourself able to get married and have children at that point I mean not right that second because you were like 15 but I mean you know later down the road
1: um I don't remember there being a time when I didn't think I could get married. Um did it stunt me emo- in my emotional growth absolutely. Um so was I necessarily ready to get married when I did? No. Ooh, am I happy that I got married? Absolutely, um, and I'm not just saying that because my wife is the interviewee here, um, I'm uh, I'm genuinely happy that um, I chose to get married, and I'm getting there, genuinely happy I chose to get married, and uh, again, was I ready to have a child too? No, I wasn't ready for that either. But I have one, and I'm learning to um, um, get ready and be ready and to love her and try, as Kayla always says, um, which is really important um, in developing a relationship with my beautiful daughter.
0: I know for me that when you had initially told me about bipolar disorder, I was talking about this in one of my previous podcasts that – I definitely didn't understand what it meant, and I have been seeking out, um, advice, and just trying to educate myself, reading several articles, and, um, your family's been a big help, um, particularly your mom, on just learning all these new things, and, um, I remember just feeling like really struggling with our relationship and and being able to communicate to one another and I was just reading some articles about bipolar disorder I think you were going through like a depressive episode at the time and so just how to best approach that one of the articles I read said that marriages with bipolar disorder have a 90% divorce rate which was just like I cried immediately reading that I cried um But the thing that I came to realize later and I've talked to you about is that those statistics that you read if you have bipolar disorder, any kind of mental illness, um, or you love someone with it, those statistics that you read can be very scary. Um, But at the end of the day, you have to realize that those are statistics about other people, and they're not you, and they're not your family member, they're not your relationship. And at the end of the day, you are responsible for that, you answer for that, and you can only control yourself and the choices that you make. Um, which is exactly what Kyle and I try to do, you know he did say try and and that's all we do pretty much is just continue to try and try our best and try to please the lord and and live in his will and follow his way and um so the last thing that I want to ask you um, as we've pretty much talked our own ears off this whole time now, is um what advice would you give to someone who is struggling with um this type of mental disorder whether it be like bipolar disorder or just extreme depression like what advice do you have for them
1: um, i guess that it is it, you are not your disease you are not your diagnosis, which is a little cliche, but it's it's really true. Um, you are a unique individual, and you are a um, beautiful creation um, of God. And um, just because God decided to throw a little abstraction in there, doesn't make you any less beautiful in his eyes um so um find a place um in yourself that you want help is my second part of advice recognize that you are not your diagnosis and the other part of that is you gotta want help or you'll you'll remain a victim of it um throughout your life you can easily get settled in it and um kind of let other people do for you or you can fight it uh, tooth and nail and, and I've been on both sides of that I've um I've uh definitely been somebody to um lay down and let others do for me and um, but as far as the disease goes or the disorder goes, I try and remind myself to fight it more often than not.
0: That is great. And I think that also, um, is worth mentioning that that advice could be said for anybody struggling, just struggling in general, because, Um, you don't have to be like clinically diagnosed to be struggling with depression or extreme sadness, um, or just loneliness in general, like just feeling like you're the only one. Because I know there's been many times in our marriage and our relationship where we really felt like we're the only ones struggling with bipolar disorder in a marriage and, and definitely figuring out parenting um, as we're both first-time parents and still have no idea what we're doing. But we are trying and reading articles and seeking advice and help. And we are blessed to have such a big support system that helps us out a lot. So um, I appreciate you so much getting with me and just kind of being vulnerable for a minute and answering these questions and um, just appeasing all the people that we're Oh, they were just blowing up my comment section oh, about, <laughs> about the this place. subject. So, um, I hope that this was informative, entertaining at least. Um, thanks for catching up.